1: Hey folks and welcome to Typology, the show in which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Anthony Skinner. I'm the producer and co-host of this show and today we are rolling out the mailbag. We've got a bunch of good Q&A conversation from Ian and these questions are some carryovers from our Typology Institute membership webinar that we have once a month. It's really exciting. You get to get on the call with us, and it's beyond Q&A because you get to have conversations with Ian and uh, with each other. It's really great. So shout out to Typology Institute membership. So these questions are some of the carryover from that webinar we do monthly, and we thought we would pull the questions into the show and share them with you all. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this, and so let's bring on the man of the hour, your Typology Podcast host, Ian Cron.
0: Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. We're sitting here in Typology Central in our studio, That's and... Right. Uh, I got my dogs, Percy and Pip, laying on the floor behaving themselves. And uh, we better get to the questions because I don't know how long that's going to (laughs) last.
1: They were wrestling a minute ago and now they're laying down. This is great. Perfect timing. Uh, Of course, we're asking some questions that were left over from our Typology Institute membership webinar. Um, So i got a couple for you here. We're calling this our mailbag Mm -hmm. uh, episode today. So this is from Andrew. Does trauma impact the way we deal with different emotions? I am a two, and I have had a confusing relationship with anger, overdue or underdue. It makes me wonder if trauma has any impact on this.
0: You know, I think it can, mm-hmm. uh, and I think stress can mm-hmm. uh, in the immediate moment. I think for twos, when when you're not accustomed uh, to asking... Uh, when you're not used to asking others to meet your needs, when you're out of touch with your own needs and mm-hmm. you, it's hard for you to ask others, right? Uh, what can happen is when you finally get to doing it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can overdo it.
1: Right, right, It can
0: become too intense. You could be feeling some uh, latent anger mm-hmm. that others haven't been attuned to your needs and meeting them. Right. And then, so when you start to stick up for yourself, you overdo it, mm-hmm. right? That makes it's, total sense. Yeah, and, and the rest of the time for twos, under doing anger because it it might um, disturb relationships Mm -hmm. uh, would be be threatening. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's really good. All right, this is Wendy and she says, I wonder if some numbers absorb trauma in a different way than other numbers. I'm a three and I don't feel as impacted by the exposure to trauma.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. It is a
1: good question.
0: I think every person deals with trauma differently. I think the Enneagram can help uh, in some way to be predictive, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if a seven responds to trauma this way or this way or that way. Mm-hmm. Different types. Uh, we have to remember trauma uh, is a, is a powerful force, and uh, it's not. You know, we're not necessarily bound exclusively by the rules of type. Right. 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 Um, however, that that being said, I think threes would. It's not surprising me that a three would. Not feel as impacted by exposure to trauma as other types. However, I might frame it out like this, right? That threes may not be as in touch with the effect of trauma in their lives as other types.
1: I love when you explain that with the feeling triad.
0: Yes. So uh, threes uh, are the type that have the most difficulty recognizing their own feelings and those of other people.
1: Which might surprise people because they're in the feeling triad, right? Surrounded by the two and the four. Right.
0: Well, the two is very attuned to the feelings of others. Mm -hmm. Fours are very attuned to their own feelings. Mm -hmm. Threes are kind of asleep to feelings, and they have just trouble identifying what it is that they're feeling Mm -hmm. so a three actually may not draw a line Mm -hmm. between what they're feeling and uh, its root in trauma
1: right that's good good great one I am a four and will be doing fine and all of a sudden we will start feeling bad how do I get out of that and go on with my day
0: oh those sweet fours (laughs) we're familiar with this oh man two fours (laughs) answering the question right (laughs) All of a sudden,
1: start feeling bad.
0: Yeah, you know, in psychology, we call that a labile mood state. Mm. Uh, labile meaning that uh, f- emotions are kind of uh, uh, shifting quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, someone who's really struggling with labile mood states would go from could go from grief to happiness to inspired to tears to laughter. You mm-hmm. know, yep. and sometimes that can be an indication of you know some really deep developmental problems right right that a person's carrying into adulthood um, but for someone who is a garden variety neurotic four, yeah like me right, right we too struggle with uh shifting mood states right mm-hmm. shifting feeling states so the other day for example um i started thinking about someone in you know in my friend universe mm-hmm. that I really struggle with sometimes Mm. and, and feelings that don't feel good come up, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was doing fine. And then this came up and, you know, the feeling started to take over. And what I had to do was, and I do this all the time. I, I, when I, that, the feeling, when I start to have a, what I call aversive emotions, I often go, okay, what is that? Like, rather than just being entranced, Mm -hmm like in a trance or just on autopilot and letting him run affecting my mood and behavior for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I can stop and say, huh. And then I ask myself, all right, what's the story behind the feeling? It's good. Right? Yeah. Like, like what's the story here? And as I pause to think about it in a way that was not self-judging or unkind to myself right. or critical of myself, just a, what I call a compassionate, neutral presence. I just step back and I go, okay, what's, What's, what story am I telling myself right now about this person? And I realized what, what I was feeling was envy. Mm. I envied this person's success. Wow. I was comparing myself to them. This is all typical four behavior. Sure. Okay. And uh, what was coming up for me was resentment and anger mm-hmm. and envy and kind of, I don't know, just negative feelings toward this person. Right? And when I could observe what was happening, what, be, what, what for me begins to occur is a loosening of the grip of that feeling on me mm-hmm. it doesn't go away right away mm-hmm. but just by recognizing it and actually turning a gaze of compassion toward it i love
1: when you say that
0: right yeah. just looking at it like well you know that's what that's what tiggers do yeah right. you know what right, i mean that's right. what that's what we do is people sometimes yeah. and then beginning to say well you know uh do you want to continue on in this story that you're telling yourself right Right now now? Mm -hmm. that this person's better than you are this person's crushed it, you haven't crushed it as much and they probably were crooked, you know. (laughs) And that's how they did it. You know what I mean? And and then, you know, and actually to do what you just did, which is begin to laugh at the story a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, not in a mocking way, but just kind of giggle at it and at myself. And then it begins to loosen its grip. Yeah. Right. Which is some of that compassion, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh and again I think fours need to learn that they are not their emotions. Like what you feel is not who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and, right.
0: and if you're a thinking type just because you think it doesn't make it true that's right right it's like don't don't believe everything your feelings or thoughts tell you
1: that's so good so you said uh compassionate neutral observer yes and then ask the question feeling bad about what what is the story underneath that feeling yes yeah all right let's move on to the next one this is from kelly is there one number that ignores trauma and doesn't remember more than other numbers?
0: Well, we've talked about this before, right? It's a great question. Um, Very often, sevens fall into this category, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You know, sevens, um, often when you ask them about uh, painful experiences in the past, traumatic experiences in the past, they have a very selective memory. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll tend to only think about the positives of the past, or they reframe negatives as positives, right? Right, yeah. Or... They just lose touch with the memory altogether, Mm -hmm. but it really is a defense against having to feel the feelings associated with that trauma because, of course, sevens are afraid of psychological and emotional distress because they're they're actually frightened that once they fall into those negative feelings, they're never going to get out and there's going to be no one there to support them, Mm -hmm. and that's why they create this neverland in their brain Mm -hmm. where... It's all about fun, man. Mm -hmm. It's all about the future. It's never about this moment, right, where there is the possibility of discomfort. Yeah. Right? Right. So I think that that sevens uh, definitely are uh, a type that, you know, um, tends to, uh, you know, avoid thinking about pain and, and trauma.
1: All right, we have one from Hudson here. What would healing look like for different types after the trauma of a romantic breakup? In my case, a four.
0: Oh, well, we'll get to four in a second, right? right yeah. uh, well, I mean, I do think it, it's going to look a little bit different for, for each of the sure. types, right? So I think for, um, you know, for example, for a one, they might stop and ask themselves, uh, what was it that I did wrong? What mistakes did I make? Mm-hmm. There might be a lot of self criticism and judgment for how they might have failed in the relationship it's also very possible that the one might actually begin to over focus on the mistakes the other made
1: that's what i was thinking of what one would be more likely to do that
0: i mean in terms of, of subtypes mm-hmm. well the self press one would be the most self-critical yeah right whereas the social and the one-to-ones uh would be uh you know
1: perhaps critical of the other
0: yeah to differing degrees mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the one to one one would have more access to their anger. Mm. Whereas the the social one would only be half in touch with that anger. Yeah. And uh the the but whereas the self preservation one would repress the anger mm-hmm. you know, altogether and not express it at all. Right. Right. That's
1: good. What about twos?
0: Well, I think uh for twos in the midst of a romantic breakup, they would you know, I think have to be careful of rebounding, which is mm. that they would, uh, you know, uh, want to try and get the relationship back, mm-hmm. right? Twos are they really struggle when a relationship goes south because they're so interpersonal. Relationships are the source of their identity. Their self-esteem is based on the the uh, health of their relationships, right?
1: Yeah.
0: If, if like I'm telling you, man, if a two if, if a relationship goes bad on a two in some way, or if uh, even if there's conflict in a relationship, they want to get up the next morning and fix it fast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's very hard for them to sit in the difficulty of a, of a broken relationship. What well, would be a good practice for that, too? Of expressing their own needs mm-hmm. uh, and resisting the urge right mm-hmm. uh, to even capitulate to the other in order to rescue the relationship wow,
1: that's good
0: all right let's move on to threes what might trauma and healing
1: look like around a romantic breakup for the type three
0: you know um I think threes and they you know threes and sevens and I'll talk about this maybe when we hit there too is they can move on from these things pretty quickly you know what I mean mm-hmm. like uh, they'll say okay uh, now and a three can spin it Right, not reframe it. That's what a seven might That's do. Good. But a three can spin it. Right, like oh yeah, but I really learned from this, and you know, and they talk about the relationship yeah. in terms of, and and then therefore, the yeah, therefore casting themselves as the as the as the as the star. Oh, interesting, right? Yeah. The overcomer. Yeah. Right. That. Wow. That. That sort of a thing. I'm not saying it doesn't break their heart. Sure. I'm just saying that it's, it's. for example, it's hard for threes to get too lost in in these negative feelings associated with a breakup because it would stand in the way of their being productive. Because, like, feelings are messy, man. They slow mm-hmm. you down. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And so it, it might be harder for some threes. The threes might just move on very quickly. Mm-hmm. From the pain of the broken relationship. Because if they stay with the pain too long, it, it's going to slow them down. And slowing down is not something a three wants to do. What
1: would a healing look like for the three in that case?
0: I think being willing to, to be in the feelings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not to move on from them too quickly. Yeah. Uh, but to let grief and sadness have its way with them. Yeah. Even if it means slowing them down and, and distracting them from Mm over-focusing on getting things done. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right, since there
1: are some similarities between the three and the seven uh, regarding the situation, we've already talked about it. Let's mix it up and go with type seven now. What might trauma and healing look like for the Enneagram seven around a breakup?
0: Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this about sevens, but when they're not very self aware, they're kind of notorious for moving on from relationships that go south really fast. They can actually, uh, even in relationships that are going well, if a seven gets bored, Mm -hmm. sometimes when they meet someone new and -hmm. it's all new and exciting, Mm -hmm. they can actually, if it'll feel like to others, like they got ditched. Like the seven's attention. Moved yeah. away from them to somebody else. Right. Yeah. And they don't call as much. They yeah. they aren't as social as much. It's yeah. like their attention and so they feel ditched. Yeah. Right. Sevens at their worst have a narcissistic dimension, meaning that they can sometimes lack empathy. Mm-hmm. And that makes moving on from a relationship that's broken pretty easy. Mm-hmm. That said, breakups for sevens are super hard. Right. Okay. I've it, heard you it, say this before. Yeah, in a lot of instances. Because instances. Because you can't avoid sometimes the emotional pain that comes with a breakup, the finality of it, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, no way to escape or reframe the picture.
0: Right. But they, they can't put a silver lining on the yeah. broken relationship. Yeah. And it can it, I've watched a seven that who I love go through a breakup and it's just excruciating to see mm-hmm. them squirm mm-hmm. with all those difficult feelings. All to say, in some instances, sevens can move on too quickly. Mm-hmm. Right and mm-hmm. bypass the pain yep. and move on to the next exciting thing, or they get stuck in that pain for a while, which is normal and natural, but sure. scary to the seven. Yeah, um, and it makes it makes the fina- the finality of a broken relationship can really wreck a seven for a while Mm. and if they're smart they'll stay in that feeling until it's done with them and it'll just make them deeper more wonderful human beings which would be a good healing oh yeah totally all right how about the four let's go to four well now this is going to be super hard for fours yeah right why because fours wrestle i've never met a four that doesn't struggle with feelings of abandonment even when things are going great and all there, I mean, it's just like a theme that runs through the life of a four Mm -hmm. because the, the four has this memory of some primal early life um, experience of abandonment. They may not remember what it is, but it's this sense that I was abandoned somewhere that I, that because of this broken piece, this missing thing inside of me, I got left and I don't know why. And it's just there. You know, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, <laughs> obviously, when a relationship uh, breaks up, I think the four, because of their defense mechanism of introjection, will, number one, think that's 100% my fault. Right, This thing went south. It's 100% my fault. Right. Uh, secondly, I think the abandonment will be a big trigger of the more global issue of abandonment in their life. Right. Feelings of abandonment uh, and unworthiness. Mm hmm. Uh, thankfully lots of fours have creative ways of giving expression to the sadness and grief, but I, but I think the key for them really is, um, to not over identify who they are with the suffering.
1: Yeah. That's good.
0: Because fours can become addicted to suffering and and actually hold on to it way too long, Yeah, and it becomes a burden to them and to other people.
1: That's good. And, of course, this is true of everyone, but the four really can use outside help or an outside observer because the four tends to be so introspective, right? In terms of the four reaching out, what are some things to consider or be aware of?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The four has to be very careful of over-explaining themselves all the time, maybe talking about the suffering too much, uh, just becoming too entangled in it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, turning it in many ways can run the, the risk of turning the whole thing into a melodrama. Right, yeah. All right, how about fives? Well, you know, the defense mechanism of fives is isolation. Okay, and I wonder if for fives in a breakup situation that um, if they wouldn't go more into isolation than they already do. Right. Right. To, you know, fours, fives, and nines are the withdrawing stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and fives could really go into withdrawing. Yeah. Right. More deeply into themselves. And I think that would be a struggle. Yeah. But when a relationship goes out. And also remember this, Anthony, you know. Fives, probably more than any other number, take the greatest risk of moving into a relationship mm-hmm. because they're so independent, so self-sufficient, so worried about um, you know sharing uh, private information about themselves. That's not as true, by the way, for one-to-one fives, but yes, for self-preservation and social fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-to-one fives actually can be very transparent and expect the same level of transparency from their significant other. Wow. Okay. So that's... A little different, right? That's the counter type of the fives. So that's the reason why it looks so different. That said, I think that uh, for fives, um, they have to be careful that they don't, um, you know, make a decision that um, relationships are unsafe and uh, I can't uh, afford Mm -hmm. to do it again. Um, Because, again, I think that fives, you know, relationships are a little tougher Mm -hmm. for them. You know, Uh, and when they do make a connection and it doesn't go well, they could go too far into a withdrawal, a withdrawing stance.
1: All right. We're back and we've covered the trauma of the breakup for the five. How about some healing steps for the five?
0: Yeah, well, I think, um, well, they have to get out of the scarcity mindset um, that there's only so much love in the world. You know, that's good. Uh, yeah, and hold on to the abundance mindset that says there's a lot of love to go around. You I know what I mean? That. Yeah, that's. Really and good. I think that would be a good lesson for for fives.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, sixes, we're talking about what would healing look like for different types after the trauma of a romantic breakup. So, what does the breakup look like, and then what does healing look like for sixes? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> you know, in some ways, a six would say, "Well, I knew this was going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> oh. and I, i'm ready i was ready for it when it, when it did happen right oh. That's that said you know um in, in the beginning of relationships sixes tend to question and doubt whether the or not the relationship is actually going to last right in fact a six can even when things are going well yeah the six might think uh, I actually feel worse now because I'm just waiting for the worst to happen. Yeah. it's going too well, right? And of course, fear is their their passion mm-hmm. or, or deadly sin. And uh, I think the 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 rebound uh, for the six is going to mean having courage to enter into relationship again, mm-hmm. right? And not to doubt. Every relationship too much, right? Remember, sixes are kind of suspicious at first. Right. Yeah. They they, they worry about other people's motives, other people's agendas, uh, hidden agendas, and uh, and so in an early, like I said, in those early stages of a relationship, before they they really realize that this person is trustworthy, they they are very cagey, right? Mm-hmm. And I I would be concerned that a six would say, well, this confirms you know all my worst right. um, fears. Right, yeah. that this relationship was destined to end and then they would carry that into the next relationship, that would not be great.
1: Don't make someone else pay the price for a past love gone wrong. All right, we covered sevens. Let's talk type eights. We're talking trauma and healing around the breakup of a romantic relationship. Yeah,
0: we covered sevens, right? Well, you know, when a relationship breaks for uh, for an eight, if it's an immature eight, I will say this. They will tend to blame the other and not own their own mistakes. Why? Because owning a mistake uh, is uh, a sign of, you know, owning a mistake is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And, weak, you know, being weak is something that the eight wants to avoid at all costs, Right. So that's a really important thing for eights to remember. Um, but again, I'm describing a not very self-aware eight, you know, a young eight, you know, might be oh, That's it's all their fault. It's not my fault. You know, right, it's sure. it, it, not a great posture, right? Because they're not taking their own inventory and owning their piece, right? Um, I think for eights, remember, betrayal is a big theme for eights. Mm-hmm. They worry about betrayal. It's something that lots of eights tell me was a big theme for them as a child, And they made a decision after some betrayal that I will never let myself be hurt like this again. And they develop this need to assert strength and control over others in order to avoid having uh, their their tender feelings uh, be betrayed, right? So, again, betrayal, big theme in the life of an eight. And so when a breakup comes along, they have to make sure they don't. Tell themselves, this is how every relationship ends. Every relationship mm-hmm. ends in betrayal and, and become more suspicious that, that others might um, uh, break their hearts. And remember, eights have very tender hearts. They
1: really do have a sensitive yeah. heart underneath that sometimes gruff exterior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, and we'll close with the Peacemaker's. Type nines, we're talking the breakup of a romantic relationship and the trauma and healing associated with that experience.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I think when nines have a breakup, it can be really, really, the word I would use is disequilibrating, right? It, mm. it, it really knocks them back on their heels. Remember, nines want to maintain connections with others that, that really – they. Fear disconnection and Mm -hmm. that's why they avoid conflict at all costs Mm -hmm. right it's like conflict could lead to disconnection therefore I'm going to do everything I can right to avoid it also remember that nines uh, tend to merge with the life agendas of other people and so they may be have become so enmeshed so fused with that person that now once that person is gone they feel at sea right yeah, they they right. feel lost right and this is why by the way you know nines can sometimes stay in relationships far longer than they should yeah right sometimes and i hate to say this but when nines are not very healthy they they will really uh, endure verbal abuse or worse mm-hmm. far longer than any other type will because um, they just don't want to rock the boat it's like i'll i'll and so that's why we would say that sometimes they have a dependent personality yeah. they become like a two can for different, but for different reasons, kind of codependent and will mm-hmm. stay in a relationship way too long. I remember Mike Pacquiao sharing that,
1: that he was in a dating relationship right. and he was like, I stayed months longer than I should have, but I just didn't want to have the conversation.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. And so what nines I think need to do is to, uh, reclaim their ground, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Differentiate themselves from the other and realize I can be my no longer self erasing, mm-hmm. but rather um, saying I can do life apart from my re- the, a relationship with this other person. I can be my own person, I can uh, have a real presence in the world apart from this other person. And I think that would be part of the journey of healing for nines. That's good. Well, thanks for
1: answering these mailbag questions. Yes. Yes. And of course, these questions came from our typology Institute membership webinar tell people how they can get involved
0: yeah man and again i want to remind people they can be part of the typology institute membership they get to be on town halls uh, where we take questions just like this but live yes and we're in conversation with people who are in the uh the membership pool and it's it's really fun the nights we do those town halls. So
1: good. People get to come on, ask their question mm-hmm. live, have a conversation with you, a follow-up conversation. So really good. That's typologyinstitute.com forward slash membership. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ian. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed this mailbag episode of Typology Podcast. Getting to answer some of your questions. I hope you received some enlightenment. I hope you had a few laughs. Connect with us, connect with yourself. Reach out to us on socials. Hope you have a fantastic week. Grace and peace.